Hey, what's going on, NFL fans? This your boy Antoine Smitty Smith, Smitty Sports Machine, the podcast. Well, <clears throat> it's week three in the NFL, and man, oh man, there have been you know some crazy things going on these first two weeks. We have a surprise player that may be in the MVP race, but I'll get to that in a little while. But before I get this show started, I want to say or send my condolences to the family of Gail Sayers, a former Chicago Bears running back who passed away on Wednesday, and he will be missed. Back during his playing days in the 60s, he was probably the first all-purpose back, you know, in the NFL or in the NFL modern era, if you want, whichever way you want to spin it. He could return kicks. He was, you know, a beast out the backfield. He could catch the ball. And once scored six touchdowns in one game, which is still an NFL record. And if you think about what he brought to the game in the Chicago community, um, you would know that this guy was well-respected all over the league uh, since his playing days. Now, his career was cut short due to a horrific knee injury which he tried to come back from, but only played, what, one or two more seasons. And think about, you know, the people that say, you know, how did he get in the Hall of Fame? And he only played, what, six, seven years. But you got to think about the impact that he made during those six to seven years that he played. If you make an impact, that a lasting impact on the league, I think you always have, you know, a chance at making the Hall of Fame because if Todd Gurley does not bounce back I expect the same to happen to him and even though he doesn't have a ring and he's played in the Super Bowl I think he put up enough number in five seasons to at least get you know recognition for the Hall of Fame but that's neither here nor there uh Gail Sarris was 77 years old he would be missed you know by us all uh by the NFL community because every year he was at the Hall of Fame festivities. And, you know, it's hard to lose a legend like we've been losing a lot of, you know, people in the entertainment business, both sports and, you know, film. I think 2020 has just been a hard year. And this COVID-19 is not making it better. And, you know, prayers go out because, to be honest, we don't know if we're gonna wake up tomorrow. That's just the way that life, you know, goes. That's the way the ball bounces sometimes. Yes, it'll be hard to know that a lot of these people are not with us no more, but we have to trust in God and we have to keep it moving. But also, I want to, you know, take another quick second to think about, you know, the injury bug that's hitting the NFL. We have stars left and right going down with knee injuries. And I think, you know, my personal opinion, I think it has to do with training camp, um, you know, strength and conditioning, uh, because a lot of players had to work out on their own, you know, during the offseason. And players are usually in training camp with the strength and conditioning coaches, uh, the coaches, period, you know, going over their regimens and plans and, you know, getting themselves ready for the season. This year they did not have that. So it's like they skip that whole entire step straight onto the field. It's just like, you know, getting on the field 
without um, stretching. Get on the field without stretching, not going to be loose. Injuries are going to be easier to occur. So, you know, it's just tough. But these players that I'm talking about that um, have gone out with these injuries, and it's pretty tough because we're talking about some of the best players in the NFL. And you think about um, Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas on one team on that 49ers defensive line and how it could just impact their season and turn it around. Because ACL injuries are not, you know, they're not guaranteed that you're going to come back 100%. Somehow, Adrian Peterson came back 200% because he's still running at 35 years old. And that was what when he was in his late 20s. So, some people, you know, they bounce back and some don't because Terrell Davis suffered the same injury. He was never the same. Never got that speed back. And what's funny, he was the same age as Adrian Peterson. It just depends on the person and their body. But Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, uh, Saquon Barkley, to say the least. And you think about, you know, Christian McCaffrey is out four to six weeks. So we're talking about four superstars right there alone that will be out with injuries. So, you know, take your time. I mean, injuries are going to happen, but I think this year what happened, like I said, is going to have a lasting impact. But week three picks and predictions, I think um, I'm going to roll on with this one, man, because um, this is going to be interesting to see, you know, which team that can take that 3-0 step. Because the Arizona Cardinals, I said this on my YouTube channel, I said this. If Arizona got one more weapon on offense, they would be unstoppable. Now, the only thing that I think they need that's left is Chandler Jones needs a running mate on the other end. Yeah, they got Zach Allen last year, but I don't think he's that game-changing player. If they get one more legitimate pass rusher, which I think that they should, you know, go after before the trade deadline, the strength of their defensive line, I think the Arizona Cardinals will make some noise, and I think they will make the playoffs. I'm not getting them overhyped. I just, you know, I just felt it. Before the season even thought about starting, I just kept saying, watch out for Arizona. Because you've seen a little bit of the glimpse last year when Kyler Murray was, you know, a rookie. So, just keep your eyes on Arizona and say, Smitty told you so. But, when I come back, I'm going to give you all my 1 o'clock games and my predictions and the spread. Stay tuned. Yo, this is Will Walker from Will's Take on Sports on Spreaker.com, and you're listening to the best darn sports podcaster in the city of Atlanta, my boy Smitty Smith and Smitty Sports Machine. Take care. I holla. Hey, I'm back. Let's get these 1 o'clock games rolling. 
before I do that, man, go ahead, go over to my YouTube channel, Smitty Sports Machine. Go ahead and press that subscribe button and drop those questions because some of those questions turn into great discussions. For instance, I had a fan, you know, leave me a question and I gave him a direct answer. I thought he would be pissed, but he agreed with me to a certain extent. If sometimes that's all you have to do, speak your mind, you will be heard. Now you will now all the time you won't get positivity on there, but you got to have thick skin when you're doing YouTube and putting out your opinion. Just have to back it up. And I know this all too well because my buddy, Raphael Controversy, that guy will debate till he blew in the face. But that's neither here nor there. Go to my YouTube, drop those questions, please hit that subscribe button, and help me keep that channel growing. I'm almost at 1,600 subscribers, but I need to keep growing a little bit more. Now, 1 o'clock games. Miami at Jacksonville. What's funny about this game is I think um, <laughs> Jacksonville has played pretty well this year. And on top of that, they're winning by, you know, they have a win, they have a loss, my bad. They're playing tough, though. They only lost by a field goal last week. I admit I was wrong because I said that they probably wouldn't win the game this year. But let me tell you something. For some reason, Jacksonville, no matter how bad their roster is, no matter how much talent they lose, they find a way to win. So I'm going to take them over the Dolphins and give the Dolphins, put the Dolphins off to an 0-3 start because I love what Jacksonville is doing. They have a running back in James Robinson, a rookie running back, that they pushed to the forefront after releasing Leonard Fournette, and it paid off for both teams. So I'm going to take Jacksonville in this game, and don't forget, Gardner Minshew, Jacksonville might be going out to a quarterback in the draft, but if Gardner Minshew plays well the rest of this season, I think the job is his, and I think they go in another direction in the draft. But I'm going to go Jacksonville in this game, 27-14 over the Dolphins, because I just think the Jacksonville defense is playing you know, pretty well. The Raiders at the Patriots. Now, this game is going to be interesting. And the reason why I say that is because the Raiders are 2-0. The Patriots are 1-1 out to losing to Seattle. And John Gruden has that team playing pretty well. I'm not going to lie. But you go to New England with Bill Belichick. No, Tom Brady's not there, but I still think that it's going to be a tough place to play. However, I think the Raiders will keep them off the field because Josh Jacobs is running like a man possessed. This kid may score 15 to 20 touchdowns this year the way he's running. And that win over the New Orleans Saints, one of the best teams in the NFC, I think that gave the Raiders a boost of confidence going forward. So I'm going to take the Raiders in the upset. And I actually called that upset last week. Go to my episode, you will hear it firsthand. I said it because I seen it. The Raiders, they're putting together a nice team. And I'm going to take them in New England, 20-17. to 17. 
I love Cam Newton as a quarterback, and I love that they can run the ball. But Jonathan Abrams in that backfield, that defensive backfield for the Las Vegas Raiders, I love that kid, man. I think he's going to make a world of difference in changing that team around. Also, Max Crosby, who was a fourth-round pick, loves to get out to the quarterback. I, love, I like the Raiders in this game. I'm not crazy about Derek Carr, but Darren Waller is also balling out at tight end. He's hard to stop. And the New England Patriots, they just don't see the same on defense. Raiders 2017. The line for this game was Patriots by six. I think the Raiders, you know, win by three. That's my upset of the week. And that would be the second week that I picked the Raiders to upset somebody. Rams at the Bills. This is going to be a great game because Jerry Goff is looking like Jerry Goff of two years ago. We all wrote the Rams off, and I did. I'm not going to lie. And their offense is playing pretty well. They beat the brakes off the Philadelphia Eagles. Going to Buffalo. Everybody hates going to Buffalo because you know when you go to Buffalo, you're going to have hell on your hands with that Bill defense. Josh Allen also is probably playing at an MVP level pass and running the football. And that's going to make it tough for the Rams. So I'll probably go with the Bills in this one at home because I like their defense and I know they're tough to beat at home. The line for the Bills is um, two and a half. And I'll take those three points and I'll go 23 to 20 Bills over the Rams. What's funny about that is Josh Allen may score two rushing touchdowns. He, he will be the deciding factor, I'm pretty sure. Now, Texans at the Steelers. This is a must-win game for the Texans because the first two weeks, they have been shellacked on defense. Pretty much like the Falcons, but the Texans... Have J.J. Watt. Now, you go to Pittsburgh, who runs the ball and plays defense pretty well. And I love J.J. Watt's little brother, T.J. Watt. That dude is a star in the making. You seen that interception? I said, man, he's going to be in line for defensive player of the year all year. You seen it last year. He could have won last year, but he didn't. But this year, I think you know, little brother will overtake big brother, and the Steelers will win this game. Now, 0-3 start, you have to start questioning with Bill O'Brien where his, you know, future is. I know the owner loves him, but at some point, you got to reevaluate and see which way your team is going to go. But I'm going to take the Steelers at home 27-21 over the Houston Texans. I think Deshaun Watson has another big game. But I don't think the Texans defense can hold that Steelers run game. Ben Roethlisberger has played well those first two games. Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, uh, Connor, uh, Snell. I think they have enough to uh, take out the Texans, 27-21. Lining this game, Steelers by four, and I'll take that. 49ers at the Giants, this 49ers just stay put. Uh, going to stand in New York for a second straight week. Last year, they ran over the Jets. They lost, as I said, Solomon Thomas and Nick Bosa for the year. Raheem Mozart, we don't know how long he's going to be out. 
So they got hit pretty hard, even Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think he'll be fine. But the New York Giants with Daniel Jones, you know, I think they got hit the hardest with Saquon, losing Saquon Barkley. I think they signed Devontae Freeman. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But it would be pretty hard for them without Saquon Barkley. Evan Ingram, Sterling, uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, Golden Tate. I think um, it's still not going to be enough. I would like to pick the Giants because of Daniel Jones and because of the 49ers injury. But I think uh, Kyle Shanahan is pretty much prepared with next man up. So I'm going to go with the 49ers in this one. And I think it'll be low scoring because of all the talent that was lost last week. So I'm going to go 17-14, 49ers over the Giants. The line for this game is four for the Giants. I'm sorry, for the 49ers, and I'll take that. Tennessee Titans and Minnesota Vikings. Now, this game is going to be a defensive struggle because two defensive-minded coaches are coaching in this one, and Mike Vrabel and Mike Zimmer. So you know it's going to be hard-hitting in Minnesota. The Vikings are off to an 0-2, surprising 0-2 start. Kirk Cousins had a disaster game last week, throwing three interceptions. And where do you go from there if you're Kirk Cousins? The $40 million man, and they can't put up points on the board with the weapons that they have, that's going to be a problem. They have a solid defense, and I just don't know which way to turn. Ryan Tannehill is playing pretty well right now, and I think that's the difference. I'm picking the Titans to upset the Minnesota Vikings, you know, in Minnesota. The line is the Titans by three, and I think I'll take that. So I'll go Titans 23-17 over the Vikings. Washington football team, man, that still sounds funny. They're going to Cleveland to play the Browns. The Browns won a game and are actually 1-1. It's not a surprise because... Look at all the weapons that they have. They finally learned to use them in that game against the Bengals. Yes, we'll talk about the Bengals, but rookie Joe Burrow also had a great game, even though he threw 61 passes. He still passed for 300 yards, and they made it a game at the end. But you have a Washington football team that's coming off a devastating loss in Arizona. It seemed like they took a step backwards. But I'm going to take the Washington football team in this game because I like their pass rushing front, and their front seven is very strong. You have Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, Deron Payne, and a couple of other first-round picks on that defensive line. Chase Young, they can get out to the quarterback, and I'm still not sold on Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield can get time in the pocket against this Washington team, I would have picked the Browns, but I don't think Chase Young and company will give him time to throw the ball. The line is Cleveland by seven, and I'm going to go against that by picking the Washington football team in this game. And I think they're going to be points in this game. I'm going to go 30 to 27, Washington over the Cleveland Browns. Cincinnati Bengals at the Eagles. Now, this game is a must win for the Eagles. They pretty much got shellacked too their first couple of weeks, and Carson Wentz has to put up you know, a solid game to help them bounce back because he's the deciding factor whether they're going to fold or they're going to turn around. They've had injuries early on, but they recuperated last week, and now 
there is not an excuse. Like I said, Joe Burrow for the Bengals had a great game last week, but the defense just couldn't hold. So Philadelphia is a tough place to play, which is why I'm going to take the Eagles. The line is five and a half for the Eagles. I'll take that. I think Carson Wentz finally has that breakthrough game to get their first win. I can see him throwing for 300 yards on this defense and three touchdowns. I'm going to go with the Eagles, 31-17. Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons. Now, this is a sneaky game. And I know my boy Raphael might be listening to this, but I'm going to see it anyway. Falcons defense has played horrible the first two weeks. But since Atlanta may be playing like a team with nothing to lose, this is a spot for an upset. I still don't trust Mr. Trubisky, even though he's had a solid start to the season. The Bears will have to run the ball against the Falcons to succeed. But Atlanta has enough muscle up front to slow down that running game. And I don't think uh, Mitchell Trubisky can beat them. Now, on the other side with the Falcons, they've given up a lot of points, but they've also scored a lot of points. And I think that would be the difference. Matt Ryan is off to another MVP start. And on top of that, I like what I've seen out of, out of Kevin Ridley. No one in that Bears secondary can stop him. We don't know what Julio Jones is going to be to hang to uh, game time. He's been bothered by a hamstring injury. And I pray he can play. The line is the Falcons by three. I'll take that. And I'll go to Falcons. 24-17 over the Bears. My last 1 o'clock game, Jet Set Colts. I'm not going to waste my time on this. Adam Gage should be, should be fired. I don't see that team going nowhere. What's funny is if they're in line for that number one pick, they will probably trade Sam Darnold. Take Trevor Lawrence. Get those picks off of Sam Darnold. And keep rebuilding. We don't know what's going to happen with Le'Veon Bell. Frank Gore, he ran the ball a lot last week, but it didn't make a difference because they got blew out the building. The Colts got back on the winning track, though. Phil River put up nice numbers. Jonathan Taylor, former Heisman Trophy uh, candidate, showed why he should have been a first-round pick. But at the same time, Colts still have enough weapons around Phillip Rivers. Colts by 11 in this one. I'm sorry, the line is 11, but I think the Colts will probably win by two touchdowns or more. So I'm going to go Colts 34, Jets 10. I just don't see, you know, the Jets making any kind of noise at this point, and the Colts are riding high off that first win. But those are my 1 o'clock games. When I come back, I will give y'all my 4 o'clock games and my primetime games. Stay tuned. This is former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, big game James Canada. And when I need to get my sports fix, I tune in to Smitty Sports Machine.
at these four o'clock games cracking, man. Chargers will be at home against the Panthers. Now, like I said earlier, the Panthers lost Christian McCaffrey four to six weeks, which is going to be a major blow. But this is a rebuilding process for the Panthers, who went all defense in the 2020 draft. They go out to L.A. to play the Chargers, who will probably play Tyrod Taylor after Justin Herbert, you know, played well last week against the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chargers in that six-and-a-half-point spread. I think this is going to be a roll because I don't see the Panthers putting up much of a fight. They lost their defensive captain, Luke Kuechly, to retirement, and they look totally different on defense already. So I'm going to take the Chargers at home with that six and a half. I'm going to take the Chargers 27-13 over the Panthers. Detroit Lions at the Arizona Cardinals. This game is always fun for some reason. And I like, you know, the Lions. They played well in Green Bay, but they fell off the second half and got ran out of the building. Arizona Cardinals are 2-0. And now, like I said, Kyler Murray will probably be in the MVP discussion, you know, once we get halfway through the season, if there's if he's still putting up numbers. But he's looked great the first two weeks. DeAndre Hawkins looked like he fit right in with what Arizona does on offense. And I think, you know, that offense will carry them a long ways. Like I said, Chandler Jones is one of the most underrated defensive players in the league. They only have the Cardinals by six in this game. But truth be told, I'm going to take the Cardinals by two touchdowns in this one. And I'm going to go to Cardinals 34-20 over the Detroit Lions. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Denver Broncos. Tom Brady goes to Mile High where he's caught hell the last couple of times he's played there. That was a member of the New England Patriots. Good thing about this one, no Von Miller. No Cortland Sutton Sutton for the Broncos either. It's going to be a tough game. And I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their six-point spread in Denver. Drew Locke is also out, so they're, you know, stuck with the backup quarterback. And it's not probably going to not... They will make it close because of where they're playing. But I think Tampa Bay pretty much runs through Denver. And I'm going to go Tampa Bay 28, Denver Broncos 14. I think Tom Brady can uh, throw at least three touchdowns in this game and look for Leonard or Fournette to have another big game. Game of the week, in my opinion, Dallas Cowboys and Seattle Seahawks. Now, both of these teams, as I said earlier, beat the Atlanta Falcons. That Prescott won player of the week last week, and the week before that was Russell Wilson. Well, now they have to play each other. And the deciding factor in this game will probably be who can run the ball better. Both quarterbacks can scramble. Both teams run strong. And which pass rush will get out to the quarterback better than the other one? The Cowboys have the better offensive line, in my opinion. So, I will probably take Dallas in this one on the road. It's pretty tough knowing that uh, Seattle is one of the best teams in the NFC. And this will have, you know, this will have, you know, complications down the road as to who will get, you know, a higher playoff seed because I expect both of these teams to be in the playoff run. 
Russell Wilson, I feel, is just, you know, unstoppable at some points. But sometimes he can get it his own way, which is what I think will happen here. I'm going to take the Cowboys, and God, I hate saying that. But I like Zeke Elliott a little bit better than what Seattle offers at the running back position. Seattle is favored by five in this one. But I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys by a field goal, 23 to 20. Sunday night football. Packers at the Saints. Now, this game will boast two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers looked like he did five years ago on that MVP level. And Drew Brees is showing everybody he still has a lot left in the team. Even though this might be his last season, you know, we don't know yet. But the Saints, they slipped last week losing to the Raiders, a pretty good Raiders team in my opinion. But the Packers look like they're going to be a buzzsaw all season. Because when Aaron Rodgers is on, Aaron Rodgers is unstoppable. Green Bay is unstoppable. So, with that being said, and Michael Thomas out for the New Orleans Saints, by the way. If y'all been living under a rock. You can tell that they missed him last week. Because <clears throat> that second half, Evan Kamara was the whole offense. They didn't have a receiver to go to. He threw a lot of check down passes. So that alone is the reason why I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers. The Saints are favored by three in this one, probably because they're at home. But like I said, Aaron Rodgers is on that MVP level. That means he's unstoppable. Also, Aaron Jones, the Green Bay running back, had a hell of a game last week. 168 yards. 68 yards receiving, three touchdowns. I expect that same kind of output this game. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers over the New Orleans Saints. In New Orleans, I'm going to take the Saints, I'm sorry, the Packers, 38-27 over the New Orleans Saints. It's going to be a shootout, but I think Aaron Rodgers had the better game. I can see him throwing for nearly 400 yards and three touchdowns. That's just how much confidence I have in him when he's MVP Aaron Rodgers. Monday Night Football, another great game. Not the game of the week, but another great game. Chiefs at Ravens. I said, you know, a while back, this Patrick Mahomes and Mark Jackson has the feel of a Brady Manning, Marino, Kelly, Aikman, Young, kind of ring to it now this game is going to be a little bit harder to pick because the Ravens can pound you in the ground with their running game or the Chiefs can run a track around you with their wide receivers so you got to pick your poison in this one but what would be the difference in this game I think the Ravens defense the Ravens defense played lights out the first couple of weeks Chiefs squeaked past the Chargers last week and I always say division games are tricky, and it showed last week. I think the Chiefs got a little bit more taken out of them, you know, on the West Coast. Now they had to travel all the way to Maryland to Baltimore to play. The Ravens are favored by three, and I'm going to pick the Ravens. I'm going to pick the Ravens in a very, very close game. I'm going to go 24-21 Ravens 
in Baltimore. Like I said, the spread is three and a half for the Ravens, and I'll take that. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, maybe the top two players in the MVP race already. Preseason MVP picks. I think the Ravens running game will wear them down, and their defense will come out to Patrick Mahomes. I love what the rookie it was hilarious doing in Kansas City. But I think the Ravens will be too much. Like I said, 24-21 Ravens. They're favored by three and a half, and I'll take that. But those are my picks for week three. When I come back, I'll give y'all my closing thoughts. Stay tuned. What's going on? It's your man Raphael Haynes, aka Mr. Controversy. Did you miss me? It's a must that you keep it locked here on the Sports Machine Podcast. My man, Smitty Smitty. Yeah.